there are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. I hope you enjoy your long weekend with the family and uh, some fine fillings and uh, maybe get spiritual while you're at it. Um, that is what it's all about, a little reflective action. Uh, yes, indeed, it is Easter weekend, and Jack is clicking his pen on the radio again. I said, Jack, don't ruffle papers, don't open pop. No, well, he, pulls, pulls, he pulls out a pen and starts clicking. Wolf, I'm just waiting for these important notes that you're going to take. Okay, you're gonna, okay. Got to take oh, some notes here, buddy. Oh, okay, there we go. We got the mnemonic. Uh, yes, that's what Oakley uses, that little uh, chime. Uh, because it's always a good day for talk radio, Jack. All right, Jack's making notes, folks. Here we go. Um, yes, indeed. Doing the work of Christ, my good friends. Uh, I don't want to preach, but it's important. Uh, Jesus Christ was a good man, and he walked amongst the people, and he helped the people. He helped the poor. He worked with the poor. Uh, he cared for the poor. Uh, and that's what Covenant House is all about. It's about helping the underprivileged. Uh, this is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. Uh, our listeners have money, and our listeners, I believe, are obligated to give some money. Uh, Susan Kelly is joining us on the line uh, for a uh, Covenant House sleepout. Correct, Susan? That's correct. Um, I'm talking about the women's sleepout, mm-hmm. which is uh, taking place on May 24th. Uh, we're very fortunate that there are several different sleepouts. Um, including an executive one, which some of your listeners might be um, more familiar one, which is more like CEOs and tends to be, unfortunately, for whatever reason, more male. Um, but this is a women's sleep out, and uh, this is the third year that we're doing it. Um, and our uh, our goal is to raise $325,000 for the one night. But uh, overall, all the sleep out events that we've had to date have raised over $9 million for Covenant House Toronto, which is just amazing. Well, now, Susan, um, I'm disappointed that you did not know I was a member of the executive. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Wolfgang. I forgot. It's okay. Jack's clicking pens. You forgot that little detail. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, raised almost, I, I, I raised almost forty. I raised almost forty thousand dollars thanks to Hi-Fi Radio listeners. Indeed, uh, Jack's now clicking his chair on me here. Good clicking, guys. I apologize for the click. Ah, the pop's coming up next section. Where's a period? Get the period. Shake that bottle, Jack. Champagne, maybe. I'll take the champagne on there. Uh, but no, it, it's very, very important, Susan, what you are doing. Uh, we are Torontonians. Jack and I walk down to the beautiful Chorus Studio each and every week to do this show for you, my good friends. And Jack and I observe the city change week in, week out. It's, it's remarkable. And uh, the problem with the uh, progress is the underprivileged, I believe, gets swept under the carpet. They get pushed. Uh, the marginal get pushed out. And... Um, it's difficult. Uh, yeah, you know, it's really interesting. It's, it's funny, though. It's, it's not even just what you would refer to traditionally as the underprivileged, because what I've learned over the three years that I've been involved with this program is that a good portion of the kids that are finding their way to Covenant House are coming from regular kind of, you know, otherwise middle class or even, you know, privileged backgrounds and they just need a place to stay where they can feel safe and accepted and uh covenant house provides that so I, 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 I think covenant house does wonderful wonderful work and uh 
it's worth a visit to Covenant House. It'll, it'll, it, it jerks a tear out of my eye every time I walk through the facility because uh, I see the work you're doing. Uh, I couldn't imagine the fear in a child knocking on your front door saying, please help me. I have no one. Um, no, honestly, I have, I have kids. I have three kids of my own. I have a son who's 17, who's in grade 11, and a daughter who's uh, 15 in grade 10 and an 11-year-old. But Oh, my, Susan, um, back up. That sounds like my family. Oh, really? I, I have a 17-year-old in grade 11. I have a 15-year-old son, and I have an 11-year-old daughter. And, so, and, and Jack has three children. Um, That's funny. But as you say, in Toronto, you really don't have to look that far for the homelessness. Every time yeah. we walk down to the course studio, we're just coming from Bay Street down to course here on uh, Dockside Drive. Every time we walk down under the under the bridge, going across the QEW there, there's always people that are set up. And it's not just this time of year. It's uh, unfortunately in the winter, too, which is uh, even a more challenging time. So it's, it's very sad to see. And like Wolf said, it's a uh, it's a very wealthy city. So it's, it's unfortunate and uh, I think a lot of times unnecessary. But the good work you do is very important. It is. And, and the good news is is when you give, you get. You get in spades. Uh, totally. But totally in spades. Uh, your city will be improved. You will help the lives of others. You will be there for doing Christ's work, which I'm a believer in. And I, I, I'm not a religious guy, but I believe in good people. And Jesus Christ was a good person. And he taught us that we must help people. It's Easter, well, week, it's Easter weekend. So, Susan, you are doing Christ's work. I'm, I'm very well, proud of you for you that. No, I, I mean appreciate that. that. I mean that. Let but me just I, tell you. So for, for the, like the, the one thing that I love about Covenant House is that they, whenever we have these events, they, they have kids come that are success stories of people that basically they just, they were at a critical juncture in their lives and they just needed somewhere where they could go and get that unconditional love and support to get back on track. They're trying to get these kids off the street, back into school, back into the reuniting them with their families or extended family so that, I mean, it's just a, it's a short-term stay. It's not a permanent condition, and they're treating it as just kind of, you know, almost um, just kind of a staging to get them on. And, and, and the best part is that right inside Covenant House, they have a medical facility. They have a school because some of these kids have dropped out of school. They get them back on track. They can take one course at a time. They give them their confidence. Like, it's just so great because they, they don't want them to be permanently living under the Gardner Expressway. They want them to, you know, get their own. They even have a staging area in the building where kids can live in an apartment on their own and they pay rent. And then at the end of that six months or whatever that they're there and they find a real place, then Covenant House gives them the money back that they paid in rent, which then they would use to do their first and last for like a real apartment that they move into and stuff. Like it's just every time I hear about the programs they have, I get more invested in, in wanting to help them out. Well, good for you. I feel the same way. Um, it was my dad's favorite charity. Certainly one of them. And, uh, yeah, you, you do good work. You you really do good work, Susan. Um, let's talk, if we can, briefly, uh, Susan, because sure. we don't. We're in the interest of time here. Cost yeah. per child uh, to to put through the Covenant House because I, I did some rough math before, and yeah, it, it's sure. expensive because I think your annual budget is about thirty million dollars. How many children do you touch a year? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know if that's in. The, okay, so. They gave me some notes. I'm not sure. Yeah. Covenant House has served more than 95,000 people since it, it opened in yeah. 1982. I know that they have about 100 beds on a nightly basis. Right. Um, but they also they keep expanding the program, so there's a drop-in like during That's the day. That's what it was. I remember talking about that. I think to run Covenant House for a day. Do you remember that, Jack? I think it was fifty to $100,000 for a day. <clears throat> I think it was fifty. Fifty yeah. grand a day, and so 100 kids works out to, is it 5000 well, but that includes, sorry, it also includes the drop-in. So kids will come and they'll just have a meal. They're not ready to move in. Right. But they'll come and they'll play basketball or they'll have a meal. The, the point is counseling. it's expensive. The work you do, it's very, very expensive to help kids. And therefore, people, please, I beg you, help Susan Kelly 
She's going to be speaking. Well, so here's what they can do, Wolfgang. Honestly, this is what my favorite part about Thank you, Susan. I'm going to stop you. My producer's saying, Wolf, you're going along here. We're going to go commercial break, Susan. Hold that okay. thought. Hold that thought. Uh, okay. more, more with Covenant House. Susan okay. Kelly, uh, the woman's sleep out coming up. Support her. Listen to Hi Fi Radio. More of it right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show, my good friends. It is Hi-Fi Radio, and I do want you to be a hero just for one day. Uh, support the cause. Susan Kelly is on the line. She's with Covenant House. Um, uh, she is going to be participating in the female, the women's only uh, sleep out uh, to help raise money for Covenant House. Uh, the goal is to raise $300,000. 325000 Wolf. Don't sell us short. Let's take it to half a million. We, we want okay, to raise a half that million. That would Susan be very Kelly, good if we did Well, that. the executive sleep out was a million. I, I'm surprised a woman's sleep out would have a lower bar than the executive sleep out. I, I know you ladies can do it. Uh, so why don't we take it right to well, a million, straight to a million dollars, here. Susan. But, what, but Susan, you need two things from the listeners. So this is Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, people listen to us because they want to learn about money. Uh, I go back to whatever you give to Susan, the government will give you a big chunk back. This is tax reporting season. You'll get it back next year. But if you made any charitable donations in 2018, you will be pleased as you file those returns because it's going to help reduce your tax bill. Uh, more importantly, it's going to help people's lives. Uh, so be a hero. Susan's going to tell you right now with Covenant House how you can be a hero. So, well, to answer your question, I mean, part of the reason why the women sleep out uh, raises less money than the executive sleep out is that we don't require the sleepers to have the same um, minimum raise as we do for the executives. So if anyone who's listening... Back up, but, well, Susan, you mean that minimum raise, if I didn't hit it, you're going to actually have me write a check to make up the difference? That's the deal. I, I didn't know that was... I didn't sign that's up in the, That's in the fine print, oh, Wolf. I did oh, not boy. know that. That's the fine My print. Ability. Yeah. I have to speak to my lawyer about that, Susan, because there's, no, con- there's no consideration well, I don't work in, in that. Covenant House. Like you, I'm a volunteer. So oh, you're making up that rule. But, anyways, I'm going to let that one slide for now. But, go, go on. When we were setting up the event, I was on the committee that, you know, kind of uh, came up with what we thought the parameters should be. And we really wanted to make it accessible to any woman who wanted to sleep out. You didn't need to be invited like you do to be, you know, identified as an executive for the sleep out. I don't know who invited you, but. Um, a woman. That's good. Uh, but in any event, the uh, the minimum uh, donation uh, raise is $2,500, which I was a bit daunted by the first year I did it, and I passed it in the first 24 hours because I just <laughs> sent an email out to everyone and anyone, and people were so impressed with the work of Covenant House. It was just a joy to see how generous people are to support the cause. So if there's any of your uh, listeners or any of their family members that might be interested in participating, we're actively recruiting new sleepers, and that's really the only condition, is that you have to promise to raise at least $2,500. We've got a lot of uh, nice little prizes for people that raise money uh, at the 5000 and 10000 level, and um, 
We've got team awards, and it's just it's the 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 greatest reward for participating in the sleepout is actually seeing the work of the people that actually work at Covenant House and what amazing people they are, and also seeing the results, seeing the the people, not only the kids that are uh, sleeping, currently living in the house, but those who have graduated and are attending university, getting jobs, staying out of trouble. It's just really, really so rewarding. You just even though you know it sounds a bit daunting because you sleep on a piece of cardboard and a sleeping bag you don't end up going to bed until like after midnight and you're up by 5 30 a.m so you know you don't get the best night's sleep but you really get a sense of what it's like to sleep outside you sure um, do been there done that season yeah, I, I did in november for the first snowfall uh, i got two pieces of cardboard i got it there early oh, uh, oh yeah two pieces of cardboard uh, jack equipped me with some of his military <laughs> gear it's all military gear to to help me with the gods no susan here's what we're going to do uh, yeah. susan kelly with kevin house we're looking for some sleepers and we're looking for some donors so uh if any of our listeners any of our listeners joins you as a sleeper you contact me and i will donate a thousand bucks Every single one of you who becomes a sleeper with Susan Kelly for Covenant House for this woman's sleep, I will donate $1,000. Wow, and I don't care how many of you. Okay. All right. www.womensleepout.ca or just put, look up Covenant House Sleepout Toronto Women Unite on the internet. Um, and Wolf, are you going to tweet it out also, hopefully, so people can find it? I don't know if you've got a social media. Do you want to put a pen down and start tweeting, perhaps? Well, if we got a lot of listeners, do you want to put a cap on that, maybe? Nope. No okay. cap. No cap. I'll leave it to I you. love it. Nope. Thousand bucks for, for, for every for every sleeper that joins you, Susan, from this radio show, I will donate a thousand dollars. All you gotta phone me up or contact me, WolfgangKlein.com, say I'm joining Susan, I'm registered, go online so and I, I will a thousand bucks per person, all right? They will be almost halfway to their goal from that. And I guess really what? Then the government that. will give them five hundred dollars back. Hey, they can actually make money on this deal here. Think about that. You're getting the money Actually, back. I'm going to get the money back. I won't. I'll, I'll give that back to you guys again. You're giving I'll, away I'll your marginal you. tax rate. And yeah, the- and I, I can't do that. That won't work. So I'm going I'm to keep the tax refund, and I'll give that back to Covenant House in the following year. Ah, I like it. All right, Susan. We got to go, my friend. I wish you well. I hope you get great weather. Um, mind you, you, you'll feel more of the pain if it's, yeah, slight, if it, if it's slightly inclement. Actually, it, no, no. May 24th, is, it's, it's, it's you know getting towards the summer. Hopefully, last two years, we've had pretty nice weather, so we're hoping for the same. But if not, it's all right. Don't be afraid to sleep out, people. Come and join us, and Wolfgang's going to support you. So well, you, just gave a, you gave a great example of compounding for charity. You compound, you put your money in, you get money back, you give more that, back to charity. We always talk about show? compounding wealth, right? Correct. That, that's yeah. exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, so, look, may you have great weather for the event. Uh, may you have a great Easter weekend, my good friends, uh, and continue to do Christ's work and think about those who have less than you. Uh, great job, Susan. Thank you for coming you on much. the air. We're going to get uh, into the Ontario budget with Aline Kenji. Uh, find out how the Ontario budget for 2019 will affect your personal uh, finances on Hi-Fi Radio right after this. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Um, 
It is iFi Radio. Yes, Jack picked that song. The boss. How can you say the boss is boring and sleepy, Wolf? Are you kidding me? I need another cup of coffee, Jack. I gotta go and buy his album right now, and I can listen to it all weekend. All weekend. Oh, the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, that's a that's a good piece of it's four bucks. I bet you get that for four bucks in the bin. No way. Eight. That, no, that thing Eight. was pressed. That that record was pressed. That record sold very very. It was a huge record. I remember seeing that concert at the uh, CNE Ground. If you buy from the four dollar bin, all it is is scratch. Eight, you can get away with it if you if you if you search if you dig. Yeah, no, that's the way it goes. I think it's worth eight bucks. I yeah, for sure. Bucks. Uh, well, it is my hometown, and uh, well, we're not in Ford Nation anymore. Now, what 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 does uh, our, our our premium now refer to? Is it used to be Ford Nation? It's, uh, I think, the, I think last week he said that we had the uh, the blue wave going across the nation because we had the Alberta election, uh, the big win. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a new term that he's coined. Mm-hmm. And you've actually seen that uh, there has been a lot of conservatives elected since. Uh, well, since Justin Trudeau has become the prime minister. So I don't know if that is going against Justin or it's just uh, a change that people are looking for. Well, we have Alim Kenji in the studio with us. He's with uh, Sutherland. He is a lobbyist. Uh, sounds so American to me, um, but that's what he is. Uh, lobbying in the marijuana space. Uh, he'll lobby for you, I'm sure. Right? You'll lobby for anyone who'll hire you. I will lobby for anyone that'll hire me. Absolutely. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. So uh, please dissect the 2019 budget for us. Um, Again, it's a bit of a sleepy topic, I must say. Hence, Jack teed up the proper music for it. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it doesn't matter. No, it's Uh, our hometown. And you know what? Uh, Ontario has a lot of debt. Uh, we've massive deficits that we continue to run. I think there's over $350 billion uh, almost outstanding on our balance sheet. Uh, so these are significant items that I think that Ontario residents need to pay attention to because uh, despite the fact that uh, Ford is cutting uh, deficits, they're, they're still relative, they're very significant. I think it's $12.5 billion. Of, of, of interest payment, no, interest on our debt uh, at 7.9% is $12.5 billion. Plus our plus our year. deficit this year is I think 12, is it not? I mean? Yeah, and so we're looking at a, a reduction in the deficit in Ontario uh, of about $3.3 billion, uh, going to $15 billion from... Um, Sorry, from fifteen billion to about eleven point seven. Now, but but again, that still means we're adding to our debt. We're not paying any off. We're just adding to our debt. We are, and and let me be clear as well that we've got the largest subnational debt in the world. So when you look at on a sub-regional basis, yeah, uh, Ontario, of course, is a sub-region of, of the Federation of Canada. Mm-hmm. Today, it's the largest uh, in in the world, and you know this government is committed. Just, just before you go on there, Liam, the, the reason why that's important for Ontario residents is sovereign nations, the, the U.S., can print money. So if they, if they accumulate more debt, they can print their way out of it. That's not the, the ideal situation. It would probably right. cause inflation, but it gives them a way out. Now, Ontario's government, we don't have a currency, obviously. Right. So the fact that we cannot print our way out of this, we, we do rely potentially on the backstopping of the, the Fed. Right. We so do. it's very important. Uh, absolutely. I think that's a, a really important point. Now, this is a conservative government, of course, uh, under uh, Premier Ford at, at Queen's Park. They originally committed to balancing the budget in this four-year mandate. And what they're doing is taking an extra year. They're talking about five years uh, to, to balance the books. Coming out in 2023 with a modest, about a $300 million surplus, Um Ali, when they came to power, though, the, the Liberals also said that we had what was the deficit that they said we had? Because yeah. it was was it seven or eight billion? It wasn't fifteen. I know that. Yeah, and I, I, what I, was it? Because it was a lot less. The, the, the deficit numbers, and, and here's here's part of part of the problem. Um, the, the things like the Fair Hydro Plan and pension obligations, those were not on the books 
with the liberal government. They're now on the we books. Actually had, we actually had pensions as assets on the books, meaning yeah. that, meaning that the, the government could come in and take the teacher's pension. Theoretically, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen, but that's what that's the way they were accounting for it. So it was actually improper what they were doing, was it, it not? It was. And, and so we've got about $6 billion, um, in spending on those two points. Again, the, the hydro, the pension OBS, uh, back on the books. The, the, the government, this government is not really playing games, hiding behind it. Um, but one thing that they're doing as well, I think looking at the budget, is that they are actually spending. A lot of folks thought this would be an austerity budget, um, but we're seeing more spending. If you look at the projections and look at the budget docs, over the next four years, health and education, the numbers are actually going up. Now, the opposition will claim, well, you know, we're not keeping up with inflation, and uh, but, but these are big ticket items, right? Health and education is about three quarters of the provincial budget, and we are going yeah, to education see- education is 18%, increase. almost what, $29 billion. Healthcare, $61 billion, 38%. So you put the two together, in fact, healthcare and education, and that's 50% of the budget. Yeah. And, and that, it, that education number that you're including there is not including- It's actually 56%, 57, it's 57% of the budget. Yeah, and when wow. you- It also doesn't include the teacher's pension expense. That's actually in other items, if you see on that graph that you have there. It's, it's a pie chart that we have in front of us here. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's big. And, uh, you know, we're in the business of healthcare. We're in the business of education. We should talk about some of, because it is Easter. Let's talk about some of the Easter eggs, some of the nuggets in here in the budget that affect people. What does mm-hmm. this mean for people and their personal finances? We can get to that. Um, and I'll give you a couple of, of quick examples. Um, we call it the death tax. Uh, the death tax is actually being eliminated. If you're making 50K or less, uh, you are paying zero tax. That's coming right out of the budgets. And if you've got a larger taxable estate, um, you're seeing smaller reductions um, beginning at about 250 bucks. Doesn't sound like a lot of money, but these are the retail politic things that, that, that the premier believes in that are going uh, to affect uh, people's uh, pocketbooks. And there are some others we can get into them I'm sorry, as well. Becca, I want to go back to this death tax thing. Yeah. Explain that one again to me. So you got to pay a, a tax when, when you die. It's an estate tax. We call it the death tax. Sorry, so is, is this probate you're probate talking tax? about? Yeah, and, and this will be... No, you know, is this probate, the probate fee you're talking about? The, the I mean, it's referred to as the death the death tax. I think we've got uh, a different... No, rate. so it's not probate. Yeah. How, how much is it? Uh, well, if you're, you're, your estate is 50K or less, 50,000 yeah. or less, it's now zero. And if it's over 50? Uh, there are reductions in place. It's tiered based on your... You, your you are talking value. about... Pro, it's called, it's yeah. called probate. It's yeah. not called yeah. death. It's called probate tax. Yeah. Yeah. It's called, actually, it's called probate. It's yeah. not even a tax. Uh, it, it's to stamp and verify the will by the court. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it's, what it's probate is. People spend too much time focusing on probate to begin with. They should <laughs> let it slide uh, instead of trying to save that little bit of probate because they end up doing silly things with their estate and exposing themselves. Yeah. Uh, we have to go to commercial break here, Liam. Uh, so exciting, this uh, provincial uh, budget here. Uh, we're going to bring, bring you right back for a little wrap-up on the topic uh, right after this. Money. Listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Here of a provincial budget or federal budget, I always say, oh, I cringe. I, I, I dread seeing what they're doing with these billions upon billions of dollars. And again, uh, Jack corrected me as he 
frequently does this week, uh, I always speak about taxes being your biz, biggest expense. And for the most part, the affluent, without question, uh, and, and urbanites, uh, without question. People in Toronto, people in Vancouver, uh, yeah, taxes are your biggest expense. Lodging, obviously, is a big one as well. We all know that. Uh, but lodging, hopefully, eventually goes away uh, once you pay the lodge off. Uh, taxes really don't go away. Uh, right up until day of death. Uh, and then, now, then, then, they, again, and then they hit you with probate. Then they <laughs> the hit administration with, yeah, charge they, they, to, to min- send you off. Yeah. So anyways, another budget came out. Um, Alim is in studio. He's with Sutherland. He's a uh, lobbyist. Um, so you mentioned to us off air, again, it is Easter weekend. Um, you know, and Jack and I both don't mind paying taxes, our fair share of taxes. Yeah. But well, what drives us crazy is when money is not... Uh, effectively put to use. Um, there's, I there's recently lo- read a piece from Ray Dalio. I think it was really good. Uh, it was probably about a week ago and he talked about capitalists versus socialists. And I think we're going to talk about how we redistribute the pie here. Mm-hmm. And he made a really good point. He said, capitalists really know how to grow the pie, make it bigger and obviously make more for not everyone. That's the problem. Socialists know how to divide the pie, but they really don't know how to, to make it bigger. And at the end of the day, you actually need both. You may, you need to grow the pie so that you can have Wealth. So you can have wealth, yeah. so you can distribute it and make get the essential services that we're looking for. People want to have health care. They want to have uh, education. They want to make sure that... I want kids off no, the but street. Those I are want the, those are the things that actually them. allow you to grow the pie and make it more equal to have the education so that people can benefit but, but from again, it. But again, no different. Again, let's go back to Susan Kelly from Covenant House. If we can take a child off the street, educate them, make him productive, he will. we as a society will be far better off than to have to take care of that individual on the street as they then perhaps commit crimes yeah. they become a nuisance that's the, the, the expense is so much greater and then the loss of a human life you can't put a price tag on that so that again, was the exact point of the article that you need to grow the pie and make sure that it's doesn't have to be equally distributed yeah. but it has to be fairly distributed or more fairly distributed, exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, but what i hate for government is i hate waste and they are not very good at it. but They're, anyway let us talk about the budget then uh Aleem. you said that there are some uh green shoots of uh, goodness, uh, so some cheesy goodness. Little, little Easter egg nuggets out there. <laughs> some yeah. cheesy goodness, my daughter calls it. Some <laughs> cheesy goodness out of the uh, out of the Ontario budget, helping the less fortunate. So please, it's Easter weekend. Share yes. that with us. Yeah, some Easter eggs in the budget, and you know, come a couple of things that stand out to me are uh, what's called the childcare access and relief from expenses plan, affectionately known as the care plan, and this is a very um, you know Stephen Harper esque plan to let people decide what they want to do. So it's $2 billion uh, over five years uh, for uh, child care costs for those low and middle income families. And they can decide, do they want to use that money to put their kids in a camp, uh, daycare, uh, anything that basically allows a parent to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it really gives the choice uh, to people. You know, let the people decide where uh, they want to go. And I think, I think when you look at that, when you look at... Um, you know, a billion dollars over five years for 30,000 childcare spaces in school, uh, in schools. And, and these are big, big numbers. You know, we talk about taxes as well. We're going to see the marginal effective tax rate. Uh, it's going to move from 16% as it was in 2018 to 12.6% in 2019. Sorry, I, marginal tax rate for? Uh, for businesses uh, as well. And that, that that's significant. I think that's going to help. So is this personal rate or, or corporate rate? This is the corporate rate. A corporate, okay. Yeah. So I think... I thought I, you maybe gave me a tax break there. You're getting excited <laughs> 16 to 12. Oh my God. No, but you look at what happened down... That'd in the, You look at what me. happened down in the States. They, they dropped their tax rates. So as, as Ontarians, if we want to be competitive and we want to attract capital into Ontario, 
and be productive, we need to lower taxes. It, it incentivizes people to be here and, I, and produce goods. It's I, very important. Do you remember what number I reminded you of, by the way, this week, Jack, was the minimum wage in America? Yeah. $7 in many states. I just came from the Bahamas. It was like 5 Fifty something like that. Yeah, it was way unbelievable. Too low, way yeah. too low. And then the cost of living down there was off the charts. Way too off just, the charts. So, Aleem, in the interest of time, give us one more Easter egg Let, let's, that, that, that some Canadians can find in this Ontario budget. Yeah, let's end with some fun because it is Easter weekend, and, and one of the things that that that's happened in here as well is uh, the focus around uh, alcohol. And so we're going to. Are see you talking bucket beer? No, I'm not talking bucket beer. Okay. But it gets why, why is Ford so focused on alcohol? Like, I, I like to have a drink. I'm, you know, it's, it's good. It's fun. But sure. why does he want to, like, bucket beer? He wants to have tailgating parties. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, what's his agenda? What's well, going Ford, on? Ford like football tailgate. I get that. <laughs> no? I, I think, look, I think. Don't I, tailgate up in any way. No, but I'm saying that, if he has way. all these other good nuggets, yes. why is he hiding them behind this nonsense of alcohol headlines. It's, it's I, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he's hiding it. I think, you know, this no, is... No, but they get buried. When you put this alcohol, everyone focuses on, yes. I want a buck of beer. I want a, you know, a long weekend. I want to be able to do... It's branding. Nonsense. Be, yeah. be, because this man, and I know him personally, and I can tell you the way he operates and he thinks, he is very retail focused. He knows that, yeah. that things like this are going to appeal to the common woman and man. And so th- this stuff... It might seem like it's masked, but it's in there. And let me give you a couple other things around booze that are in, in the budget. A 9 a.m. start time for alcohol. Happy hour. 9 a.m. start time yeah. for alcohol. So so brunch just got better. Brunch just got better at licensed establishments. So uh, is there how did brunch get better because it got from to 9 a.m.? Well, you can you can have a, a drink at licensed establishments at 9 in the morning. And so do you say happy hour, by the way? Happy hour as well. Advertising in happy hour is now Where prices allowed. of booze can fall? We were not allowed to advertise in this province happy hour. And, no, but back I mean, up. Our, happy hour means cheaper booze? No, it means advertising is now allowed during happy hour. So this is another thing around uh, booze that's Because yeah, I remember there. back in the day when I went to school, and Brady, you pay attention to this, I'd be able to go to a place called the All-Star Eatery. Yeah. My good friends, the All-Star Eatery at Ryerson. I think it's now a needle exchange program, by the way, over there. Uh, yeah, All-Star Eatery and uh, chicken wings. I think they were two bucks, but it was half price pitches of beer. For happy hour, from was it two to four? I, 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 Jack's looking at me. I don't know. Uh, happy hour gets extended, but it's all good. No, but happy hour, booze was cheap, but then, I, they, they, then the province st- said no longer cheap booze and happy hours. So they started giving away wings, but they, they couldn't discount Wolf, the price was that of your, booze. Was that your phone? What was uh, that? that? What was that? Oh, boy, no, no, Does that mean it's a covenant? No, it's a sleeper for covenant. I owe someone a thousand bucks. Time's up. By the way, when I say that covenant health sleep, I have to preface this. You have to be listening to this show. And I'm going to give you a little cue, and the number is going to be 7604. That is a special cue to get the thousand dollar donation. Yes, 7604. Uh, Aleem, we are out of time, my good friend. Um, budgets don't excite me. You do. Uh, you did a good job uh, on an otherwise uh, taxing subject matter. I see how you did that. Indeed. I see how you did that. Uh, real pleasure. <laughs> I want to wish you a great weekend. Uh, more too. of High Fry Radio, uh, talking about money and how to grow it and take care of it and even what to do with it uh, right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Life would back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
really sure how Mick managed to sing so high uh, in that truck. Uh, ooh, yes, indeed. But he did it. Well, well he's going to be singing up in, uh, was it Burroughs Creek up in Highway 11 uh, this August? Oh. Yeah, see if he can do it then. You maybe get you maybe get to see him up there. Huh. That would be fun. It's going to be a logistical nightmare, uh, getting up there and getting out. But uh, yeah. Where, where's the venue? Just uh, in and around Aurelia, off Highway Isn't 11. Oro Medante? There you go. Yeah. Yep. yep. Really? Exactly. Yep. Oh, right beside the old is it, is KLA, it on a long the old is, say, is it on a long weekend? <sighs> to be honest, I don't know. It might be we'll have to get the holiday. date, but yeah, oh my gosh, I've it's going to be. I've been to that uh, venue before, though. It's actually not as bad as you think. Yeah, but most people camp, and I don't think you can camp this time, so it's going to be uh, a bit of a challenge getting out of there. He's one smart man, that Mick Jagger, I'll say. One very, very well-educated man, and a man who manages money very well, I'm certain of it. And uh, uh, I was going to say, I had a lot of fun along the way, too, which is important. Now, I hate to ask you, because again, one of the biggest financial disasters you can make, Brittany, you pay attention to what I'm about to say, Brittany, our producer, running the big board here for us. Um, there's death, there's taxes. Oh, yes, divorce. Ooh, that can wreck a financial plan. How often has Mickey uh, been wed or divorced or thereof? Uh, many times. Um, very expensive so please uh, share the love keep the love uh, yes our producer is going to be getting married soon um, so we have a long long uh, happy marriage Brittany and we do of course uh, congratulate you in advance of the big day and we're very excited for you Jack and I we're going to help you uh, stay on a financial plan uh, yes emotional rescue that's what Jack and I often do for our clients um, when they have a uh, an emotional uh, tizzy uh, because of the media because of the markets because of money um, well money can be very emotional sure, it, 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 it not can be is is absolutely and uh, the time that we really see it I think and you see it along the way across the spectrum but when there's major life changes when people go into retirement I would say that that is definitely a pivot point for people emotionally because they are used to having an earning an income yep and now they have to rely on that fruit from the tree that they've you know uh, they planted and now it's grown now they're no longer getting the the productive income that they had from working they have to rely on like I said that uh, those asset base that they've accumulated over the years and a lot of people really don't have enough uh, for the lifestyle that they want to maintain yeah and again people often think that uh, gee I uh, am now retired I no longer have a time horizon um, and then that is a whole other matter because time horizon is basically till day of death and uh, you, you want to make sure the good Lord knows you want to make sure that your asset allocation is, is suitable for your risk profile but you also have to understand that when you enter retire if you enter retirement at 65 which is I would say probably the average for Canadians mm-hmm. uh, you still have hopefully a 30-year time horizon if not maybe 25 which is still very long Jack may have a 30-year time horizon I don't know about me uh, but anyways, some people th- can never afford to retire right yeah, so. but like people are rethinking retirement. Uh, again, retirement was created uh, when life expectancy was 67. Uh, and I'm speaking about 70 years ago, 80 years ago. Life expectancy was about 67. You'd retire at 65. You'd retire for two years and called it done. Now it's a 20 or 30 year uh, phenomena. So the point of the matter is, um, you know, if, if you owned a lot of stock going into retirement, I think you can continue to own a fair bit of stock during retirement, not as much. And that's what the asset mix is all about. Some cash, some GICs or bonds for safety, and of course, some quality blue chip stocks. Um, And I'm not speaking about pot stocks. No, 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 no. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, a little segue here. The U.S. government, Derek, the U.S. government has received a $4.7 billion payout uh, from WE taxes uh, in the year of 
2017. So uh, that, sorry, that's from, the federal from, government? Sorry, from 2017 until present. Yeah, the, the U.S. Fed uh, has collected $4.7 billion from state legal weed. Uh, that, that's pretty funny. You know that, eh, Wolf? Because it's, it's still, well, it's still a schedule. I think it's schedule one schedule is the one, term. It's, it's a so schedule meaning it's, one it's still It's still illegal in the U.S., but you know what? We'll still take the, what did you say, $4.7 billion? $4.7 billion. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take that in tax. We're good with that. No, Uncle Sam wants his pound of flesh, uh, legal or illegal. Uh, Uncle Sam in the United States wants his pound of flesh. I also heard the um, the retail outlet in Florida, which is uh, medicinal-only marijuana. First day of sale, $78,000. Uh, Brittany, you may want to do the math on that. Take 78000 divided by 10 buck a gram. Uh, oh, my God, they're moving tonnage in a day. Uh, now, I went to the, just out of interest as part of my due diligence, boots on the ground, took a little stroll to Queen Street West to take a look at the honey pot. Um, had to check out the honey. Here's Brittany. Her head popped up. I was looking at you, Brittany, as I was talking. She's on her phone, tweeting and twatting, and I said, honey pot. Whoa, what's that, Wolf? Yes, the honey pot, uh, Queen West. I tried to uh, have Mr. Honey come into the studio, but he was too busy uh, selling. Did uh, you buy anything? I went to the honeypot on Queen Street West to do some homework. Um, and uh, Did you buy anything? And, and I found a very interesting looking store. Uh, 42 varieties. Uh, you could sniff it. You could look at it through a magnifying glass. Um, a lot of glassware. There was some paperware. Uh, and no, I didn't buy any, Brittany. I, I think it's amazing that they actually got that thing up and running within, I don't know how long that they had. About but 60 days. It's unbelievable with, with the hoops that they had charge? to jump through. Like charge the other three ones like fifty thousand. Yes, there's, there's that fines. That is what blows me away. So you win the lottery and you get charged a fine. No, but no, no, no. You you have a license to sell marijuana at retail legally, and if you don't sell it, you go to jail. If you don't sell pot, you're gonna get fined. I, I don't know if it's jail, Ironic. but yeah, fine. Well, we might as well stretch and put some fake news out there. Whatever, fine jail. I just cannot believe it for not selling marijuana. They're gonna get fined. It's unbelievable. All of a sudden, there's a right to buy marijuana. I guess. Uh, well, there was a lineup at the Honey Pot. Uh, interesting experience just to walk through it. I felt honestly like I was going into a nightclub. Uh, you have to go through security. You got to check ID. Uh, then you stand in line, uh, and then you get a bud tender uh, to talk about your preferred variety. I, there's forty different names out there. Kush, Tush, this, that. Anyway, it was an interesting experience. Uh, Ten bucks to seventeen bucks a gram. Uh, that ain't a commodity. I want to talk more about that uh, as we come out of commercial break on Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle right after this. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Now for your cannabis news. Pot sales fell in February as producers hoard supply ahead of edibles launch. Yes, Canadian sales of dried cannabis flower in February declined to the lowest level since legalization as producers continue to stock up on marijuana ahead of the launch of edibles legalization. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. Eh? How many people were thrown in prison for marijuana? And now, and, and, being, and now you get fined if you don't distribute you don't it. So sell like, marijuana. it's just unbelievable. Now, if the you're going to live in. Now, just so we know the law, uh, if you are going to buy cannabis at the Honey Pot or the uh, store up in Yorkville, I believe it is, uh, 30 gram max. Uh, so I looked at the menu, and uh, as I said, it's, it's honey- 30 gram per day. 
right? You can purchase up to 30 grams per day. Uh, which and is, I was at a presentation. I was telling you yesterday, Wolf. That, yeah. uh, so it was. I can't remember which state it was, but they were talking about uh, maybe Colorado. But either way, it was a state. And the, the, the daily limit. So if you're doing it recreational, is one ounce, which is 28 grams. And then uh, if you're looking to do it as a medical, it was it was two ounces. I'm like Are two, you ounces two ounces per day. I'm um, like I, I get it because they don't want to have the, the massive distributions of pounds of uh, of cannabis. But you think that they could maybe lower the limit just a little bit for the daily consumption? Wow! So it's amazing what the the, the, the news I'm seeing here on cannabis and the trends, the science that's coming out of us. Uh, cannabis trends, CBD oils for seniors pot that won't make you hungry, and more. The future of cannabis consumption may not involve the cannabis plant at all. Uh, years from now, most of the major cannabis producers aren't going to grow a single plant, uh, says Boris Jordan, founder of an investment firm, Measure 8 Ventures, partner, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jordan and other industry watch expect that demand for edibles, vapes, oils, and other non-leaf cannabis will eventually overtake the more traditional form of the drug. And in terms of synthetic con- uh, production, uh, what is it there? I had another one here. I would say it makes a lot of sense what you're saying there. So in terms of the the LPs and then the real the the cannabis companies, there's going to be farmers that farm uh, obviously the commodity, and then there's going to be the brands that develop. And that's what you look at the Coca Colas in the world. It's not like that they're they're growing their their commodities that they used in their production, right? Well, you know, so here we go. And this one scares me actually because if I'm not mistaken, uh, hillbilly heroin, uh, oxycontin, oxycontin, I believe is synthetic heroin. Uh, there's a, a drug I don't know. We'll drug, the really drug know. on the market that's a synthetic heroin. The stuff that killed uh, Mike, fentanyl? Mike, Mike, fentanyl? fentanyl. Fentanyl is is is, is, um, is heroin on steroids. Uh, now they're speaking about making uh, cannabis without the cannabis plant. Uh, companies are racing to get in the edge of a new frontier of the cannabis industry, which does not involve the leafy green plant at all. Uh, an increasing number of LPs and biotech firms are moving towards synthetic production of THC and other cannabis in a lab using ingredients such as sugar and yeast and eyeing the potential to produce these active compounds more cheaply than traditional cultivation and extraction. Could you imagine? Honestly, but, but yeah. we, we, you, you go from making the plant legal to say we don't even need the plant anymore. We're going to go synthetic on this stuff. I think you're stretching it, man. Well, they could have just gone right around and not made it legal and gone the synthetic way to begin with. So what did they make it? What did they legalize it for? I, I do not know. I do not know. But the space is hot. Um, Germany apparently wants to uh, go domestic production, but they're actually leaning on some Canadians, a right. couple of Canadian firms, to teach well, the we, Germans we, how to grow the, marijuana. We've got the first mover advantage, right, in Canada. Okay, come, come on. The Germans make the best cars in the world. They can't yeah, figure out I how to grow it. pot. I get they, it. They need, to, they, they need our Canadian flag to teach them how to grow marijuana. Excuse me, Amsterdam ain't too far away. You probably find some friends in Amsterdam that can help for, for the inv- I would say for the investor Wolf it's a, a good lesson for the investor is watch what the government is doing on regulation you should pay attention you talk about we're talking about cannabis industry you talk about prohibition being taken off there's a whole new industry that's opened up. You, you don't have to look too far to see opportunities with that. So look at the banking sector in the US back 2005, 2006, 2007 regulation was loose. Mm-hmm. Last 10 years it's been tight. Right, it hasn't been the great. Right, which hasn't is, been a great. Has not been a great ten years to invest in banks. No regulation. Now, bad. De- now deregulation good. Exactly. So now, now they're actually going to deregulate the banks, allow them to free up some cash, return some cash to shareholders, allow them to actually do some, make some profit, get, get into the business that they're supposed to be in. So, um, it's very important to pay, pay attention to government and regulation as an investor. Yeah. Well, anyways, if you're going to uh, recreate, uh, please uh, do your homework, learn about the products. There's, you know, a lot, lot going on. You know, as it comes off the street and gets into the proper hands, you can actually see how much THC you're consuming, if you consume, of course, versus the CBDs. And there is a, a trade-off. I, one guy came into the store and said, I want to get maximally high. Give me the maximum THC. I want to get blasted. 
He said, there's some CBDs in that as well. He said, well, there's an offset. More THC, less CBD, and vice versa. And it's the CBD stuff, of course, that has a medical uses from chronic pain, depression, anxiety, arthritis, nausea. Wolf, now that you're becoming an expert in marijuana, I'm getting a little concerned for some of those marijuana socks. I'm just telling you. Just, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, you know, it, when we started doing some wine samples with gold and stuff like that, that was sort of the, the peak the, of the cycle. So buyer beware, investor beware. Yep. Well, I remember when Sprott sent me a silver coin. That was a, that was the top of precious metals. And maybe if someone sends us a butt or two, that'll be the top of the pop market. <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> All right, look, it's, it is Easter weekend, my good friends. Do the work of Christ. We had Covenant House on. Support Susan Kelly with her sleep out. Anyone who listens to the show, 7604, you got to call me. you got to say those four numbers uh, and say you listen to Hi-Fi Radio this Saturday morning. It must be on the Saturday morning live on the radio. And if you become a sleeper, I will give you a 1000 bucks. Uh, it's all for a good cause. Happy Easter, my good friends. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio, 640 in Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week.